but the human is is literally the boots on the ground of and the soldier that is really working consciousness and growing consciousness it's like without the human consciousness doesn't grow so even all our multidimensional selves that are pure energy are there to assist the human and to help the human it's like it's time it's all lining up to help the human Um, welcome to this cosmic life where we get to talk about how we are spiritual beings having a human experience and how they each inform each other and all the messy and the magic and the hilarity that comes along i am your host tara samadhi and i'm so happy you're tuning in Hello, hello. Welcome back to This Cosmic Life. This is your host, Tara Samadhi. I'm so excited to be here with you today in this moment. And I have the most exciting, beautiful, wonderful guest, Larissa Stowe, who is just an amazing being, a beautiful friend, a teacher, a student, a magical musician, a mother, bringing so much wisdom for all of us all the time. And I'm just so happy that she is here and is going to tell you her story. So let me let her introduce herself. Mm, Well, first of all, thank you, Han. (laughs) That's such a a warm, generous um, share about who you believe I am. <laughs> so thank you, Han. Beautiful introduction. Um, yeah, I feel, I feel very much all of those things all at the same time and more. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I feel like let that express more of who I am, but thank you. Thank you for, thank you for that introduction. I'm honored to share with you and and with your listeners. Beautiful. So as I love, I love to speak to all of my beautiful beings that come on here and ask them what is a current expansion or contraction that they're going through just to tune into the presence that we're all in right now and just give an honoring to the moment. Well, I, for me right now, I feel really expansive. Um, so you know how that happened. We feel really, really contracted and we go into like that deeper contraction. And then when you go into a deep contraction, there's ahas that can happen. It's like the slingshot effect, right? So I've just had another one of those, like those slingshot moments. So in this present moment, I would say if there's any contraction, it would be working to integrate, um, like my human fully taking in, like these, the, some deeper uh, ahas and, and, and truth expansions. 
just, you know, it's hard to put in words sometimes, like these cosmic things, right? <laughs> I had quite a cosmic experience yesterday, so, and a lot came through. So today, I would say that I'm a little um, in, in the sense of trying to integrate it into the human. So that would be the contraction, right? Like trying to find the words, like my words are not as is available because I'm in the kind of blown by the, the expansiveness of what I just went through. Right. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Completely. I'm in a very similar place <laughs> where the words are leaving and all these different awarenesses are coming in and the other things that used to hold the, the concepts are no longer working, so I'm just sort of free-flowing here. So you relate. It's quite a, a dance learning how to like let go of all identity and self and all these like names and all these concepts while still <laughs> being in this in this world. So that's that's what I'm experiencing right now is like deeply figuring out how I can how I can be more authentic, more sincere, more true to the deeper truth of who I am. Yes. Yes. Which includes that human when the human is working to integrate, you know, expansion and, and the humans working to integrate the contraction. <laughs> Let's talk about the dark retreat. Let's talk about, the dark age, the experience that you just went through that is absolutely incredible, so profound just in your talking to me about it. So that's why I want you on here is to really convey these, these moments of insight, this moment of deepness and rawness and humanness that you experience. Well, so this dark retreat was knocking at my has been knocking at my door for a long time. Uh, I was in my 20s doing, uh, a, with my teacher at the time for my kundalini teacher training, kundalini yoga teacher training. And it got brought up somehow, somewhere in that retreat, that these dark retreats exist, where you go into absolute like complete darkness, where there's not even like a speck of light, not even a speck. Of light and the whole room, the the door has been um, light proof. You know, you usually soundproof a door with rubber, but this one was like light proofed <laughs> so that light could not seep in the door. And there's no windows, so there was just absolutely no way for light to get in. Um, and the room was also soundproofed as well, so it was going into this complete sound deprivation or with light deprivation as well. And I knew at this time in my life that it's like I wanted to do, I needed, not just wanted, it was, let me just take that off the table. It wasn't really what I wanted to do. It's what I knew that I needed because I was going through such a health crisis and I was dancing, what I call dancing with death again. Cancer scares, I've had C. diff, I've had interpreting, I've had endometriosis. It's like the list. It's, it's hard to even remember all the things that I've experienced. And, you know, I just, my hormones have been off balance when, since I've been in utero with my, when my mom took DES, a, a synthetic estrogen, and it's just threw off my whole system. 
from the get-go. So I've been battling, not always consciously, you know, until I got older, with this trying to find balance within homeostasis within my body and my body to keep health uh, with this hormonal imbalance. And the cancer scare had come back around the bend again. Um, they found like this mass in my, my breast and diagnosed with DCIS. They actually called it probable DCIS from back in 2019, but they wanted to give me a mastectomy because of the atypical cells and all this. So here it was, it was back, it was, you know, coming back up again. And I really felt myself struggling um, with having the right mindset. Like I felt myself, like the, the feeling of death felt like it was coming up on me again. And, and back in 2019, I'd really felt death coming close and a cancer scare came up then. Ironically, it was like I got C. diff and that really almost took me out. Like at the time when I was through like all this stuff, you know, to cure, try to cure. So danced with death. Let's just put it that way. And it was like, it was back and it's a mindset thing too. Like answer, it's another thing to when you actually feel like death is close. And I felt death close. And when I felt the closeness of death this time again, I'm like, oh no, here we go again. Um, I realized rather than fighting, I thought, okay, part of you wants to die. All right. This is what's happening. A part of you wants to leave. And thank God I have the awareness now, the understanding that it doesn't necessarily mean my physical form. I had this awareness that it was an aspect of my consciousness wanted to die, that it's like I'm graduating, so to speak, to uh, a different level of consciousness. And yet there's a part of my consciousness that was still holding on to uh, a way of perceiving that my whole soul, my soul is going, uh-uh, we're not doing that anymore. We're not doing that anymore. And I'm like, oh, how not to do that? <laughs> so thus I had this awareness. It's like, I don't want to die physically, but I feel death right there. So awareness came to me that you can have a small death. You don't have to have the big physical death, but you, and that's when the dark retreat just landed back in my consciousness. It was like, it's time. So I started researching places to, to do a dark retreat and found this one in Ashland called Sky Cape Retreats, which I highly suggest everybody take a look. Phenomenal people, Scott and his wife, Jill, and the land is incredible and it's healing. Um, just, yeah, it's a perfect place to do a dark retreat. I couldn't have, makes me want to cry. It's so, it's so good. And yeah, I found this place and I knew it was my place. I knew, I just, if you go to the website, you'll understand why. It's so profound. Like the website itself is so impeccable and it's just of the depth of integrity that Scott and Jill hold and have created, which I love. I just love them. And so I was like, I have to do this. And I reached out to Scott and he had different pockets available in June and July. And then I was like, no, I have to do this as soon as I can possibly do it because 
death is coming for me. <laughs> I know that sounds, but it was like, I need to die. <laughs> like, like this part needs to die. It has to happen soon because not this cancer may just like become a real thing that could take me out. So um, I reached back and I said, do you have anything sooner? And he said, I do, but I only have it for five days. Because I had asked him, I wanted to do a five-day-in-the-dark retreat to begin with. And what they want you to do is really one day of prep before and one day of integration. So that would have made seven days, right? Um, and he's like, yeah, no, we... The earliest we have is like a five-day window. Actually, he had six, but his sixth day would have been on Mother's Day, and I couldn't leave on Mother's Day because I'm a mom. needed to be with my kids. So for me, it was like five. And thank God I did that, to be honest with you, because my dark retreat ended up being three and a half days, and it was intense. And I would say my ego warrior you know, thinking I can do five, I can do seven, I can do 11. It's like, <laughs> you, know, you know, like the part of me that wants to, to be like, look at what I can do. I can go into the darkness for a long time. <laughs> so I felt like five was like the minute, like I have fun with them going, look at you. So have compassion for those parts that like to, to push and be a little more extreme. It was intense. It was hard it was challenging it was beautiful it was deep it was profound it was inspiring it was boring it was uh everything absolutely everything i can honestly say it feels like the deepest transformational work i've ever done and I've done a lot of transformational work, a lot of medicine work and deep dive work with myself. And when I say that, you know, a work that I could do, because I could say my, my cancer scare in 2019 was probably the deepest dive ever I've done. So it was even more of a deep dive than the dark retreat. And yet the dark retreat for going, like putting myself into a transformational experience, like inviting one in that had to be, for me, I think was... The, the deep of the deep. And it wasn't what I thought it was going to be at all, but it's what I needed. And it was um, so healing, profoundly healing. Because what I realized is that Larissa, like I've done so much work on my multidimensional self, like my Kundalini and going into those realms of healing with my multidimensionality um, has been a really big piece of my life. But Larissa really needed the, she needed that, that my human really needed the focus, really needed the attention. The human needed to catch, ugh, this makes me want to cry again. It's like, whoo, the human needed to catch up. My human needed to catch up with my multidimensionality. And the, like, go into my cosmic, go into my multidimensionality, which is a relief for me when I open you know, to my multidimensionality. That's like, it's a relief. It's like, oh, thank God. It's like liberation for me, you know, like to get out of the mundane consciousness of this default reality. And, you know, your listeners may think, oh, that's, oh, that must be with medicine. And that's for me, not necessarily like I every day ride the dragon and I have a lot of multidimensionality without, you know, uh, medicines. 
What do you mean by riding the dragon? Um, it is a practice that I, that I do on a daily basis every day. And it was taught to me by my multidimensional um, selves that helped me to bridge and bring in my healing frequencies of my multidimensional selves into, into the earth plane. So to help bridge those light codes and um, the inner, the just powerful energy of, it's, it is liberation into my human self. So it's a, a practice of giving and receiving. So receiving my divinity into my body, embodying that energy, giving my awareness back to my divinity as Larissa, giving that back. And then um, also as Larissa, then opening up for more of my divinity into my body and letting that penetrate into my body. But it's very, very energy. It's, it's all energy and it's, and it's breath, breath and movement. Um, and it's incredible. So that's without medicine, right? Every day. Yeah. 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 I can attest. It's an amazing practice. It's incredible. And Larissa is in the process of writing a book and doing all kinds of courses that helps people um, walking through this process with her. So let's get back to the human. Let's get back to little Larissa in this dark cave. What was, what was the like, what was the main, the main piece? We were talking about it the other day and you were saying that the humanness of it all was just profound for you. And I think that a lot of times when we're on such a deep spiritual path, we forget about the magnificence and the, the, the absolute incredible nature of the human experience. Absolutely. That's, that's the whole thing. It's like we devalue the human. We have been taught and conditioned to shame the human, that the human has, is sinful, that we're trying to ascend the human, like Buddhism teaches us even to ascend the body, to transcend ego, you know, it's like all the religions, the world religions are all about getting out, you know, getting out of the body, getting back into heaven, getting back into this oneness state. And what I experienced and, and what has opened so profoundly for me, like at the core of the core that moves me, like, like to the depth, you know, like on different levels, like, it's like, oh my God, like, the human is like the boots on the ground. And I'll get into what happened for me in the, in the dark retreat, I promise. But the human is, is literally the boots on the ground of, and the soldier that is really working consciousness and growing consciousness. It's like without the human, consciousness doesn't grow. So even all our multidimensional selves that are pure energy are there to assist the human and to help the human it's like it's time it's all lining up to help the human bring more levity in the sense because we have not that it's right wrong good or bad but we have when we took the amnesia pill which we needed to take to become human because we're like god and we decide to be human to expand you have to forget to expand consciousness you just have to 
but our level of forgetting has we we've, we've taken like the this you know elixir of forgetting which we need in order to be human to such an extreme that the suffering that we have are experienced and have experienced is so profound that you know we the contraction is let's just put it this way the contraction has become so big in our suffering and in our forgetting that we are ready for this huge slingshot so to speak of expansion and that that level of expansion is being assisted by our multidimensionality to bring to help us remember so it's not such a deep forgetting anymore so that we are literally we're birthing ourselves into the next level of consciousness right now and that birthing of that consciousness ironically is actually coming from loving the human and radical like fucking radical self-acceptance self-love of the human at the depth of the depth so that leads me to what happened in the dark retreat which was here I thought my kundalini was going to come and just I was sure of it you can watch my videos before I was absolutely positive that my kundalini was going to come and it I just knew it it was going to take me and we were just going to be on this cosmic ride for, you know, three and a half days. And that's not what happened. My Kundalini did come and take me, but it was like, it was playing with me. Like it was kind of teasing me um, and going, we're going to give you some, just, you know, some support here, but we need you to like as a baby that needs to push to to get out of the the birth canal we need you to push Larissa with loving yourself and we're going to give you you know with breath support and with you've got your tools my tools were like holy cannoli boy was I thankful for my tools in the darkness and my breath work and all that so I had that support, but it was literally like it was my time to push myself out of that birth canal. And what came up for me was really feeling my feelings of unworthiness, of not being smart enough to fulfill my mission, of not being strong enough physically to fulfill my mission. Because I always have these physical challenges that come up that kick me in the ass, <laughs> you know, that, that I'm on my path and then, you know, so it's like, damn it. So my, my physical challenges, my feeling not strong enough, um, feeling not beautiful enough in the sense that I'm getting older and feeling like, hold on, it's happening too fast. Time is going by too quickly. I'm 50 fucking three. It's like, it's like, you know, even if I don't get cancer, it's, it's happening fast. You know, it's like, and, and, and that also feeling connected to beauty because here I am a, a performer in the world. And I, in the sense that I'm on the world stage and I'm singing and, and I, the feeling that I need a certain amount of my looks to keep me, you know, in a place where people see that, that I'm invitable, you know, all of that stuff came up. And then feelings of not being talented enough, you know, like, okay, well, my music's good, but it's not out in front of millions of people. And I said, you know, just all this stuff, just feeling like just that whole thing up. I'm just not good enough. And 
you know, it brings up tears because I have so much compassion for myself, you know, that it's like to, to come to, to really look at that stuff rather than push it aside, which is in the past, what I would do with all that is I would use Byron Katie's The Work. Is that true? Is that true? And I would work all of that stuff and go, Larissa, that's not totally true. That's not really true. I can show you examples of how that's not true and that's not true and that's not true, right? But in the darkness, what came up for me was, no, let's meet this head on. Let's not try to work this through and show yourself how it's not true. Actually, let's let this be true. Let's let yourself feel this as if it's total truth. Can you accept yourself if that is true? Can you love yourself if that is true? Are you, can you be worthy enough to be in your human form if you aren't all these things that you so long and desire, you long for and you desire? And that was the work. That was the work. And so rather than trying to shift my awareness around it, I instead I embraced myself, allowing myself to not be smart enough, not be strong enough, not to be beautiful enough, not to be talented enough, not to be uh, worthy. You know, just like everything I could think of that, that was just that weighs on me here and there, that comes up as a little voice that goes you know, a little pesky creature just chomping at me every now and then that I'm like swatting away, right? Get away, get away. I don't want to think that thought. It's like, no, you know, as Thich Nhat Hanh talks about, it's like my, my friend, you know, he'll say, oh, my anger, my little friend, <laughs> rather than swatting it away, I use my tools, you know, that I work with myself but this was like really getting to work it. Like when you're in the darkness, you got a lot of time to work with your stuff, with your shit. And so, you know, I got to use the tools in the darkness, like on turbo. And it's the same tools that I use when I'm working with my clients that really work for them, you know, like having that reflection. And so it's like, okay, well, let's put them to, let's put all this to work in the, at the deep of the deep. Let's see if they really, does this work at the deep of the deep? You know, when you're in utter darkness and, and I, I can't tell you how profoundly challenging it is to be in utter darkness. It just, at least for me, it was, and I know that it is for a lot of people. So to, have these tools is just like, wow. What tools allows us to really go in without trying to change it? There's powerful tools and they're so simple that when I share this, this tool with you, which to me is one of the most powerful tools, and mind you, I'll tell you where I first, where part of it first came to me was through tapping you know, EFT. However, I, it shifted for me the way that EFT does it and the way that I, I found that it works for me even more than how, like in, in EFT, like I learned that they put it like, even though I, I'm feeling blah, 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 I, I still completely love and accept myself. That was like one of the main affirmations. 
And what I found is that even though, even still pre, there was a, a like a, a quality of there being something wrong still with the even though. And I'm like, that, that didn't work for me. And it didn't work for my clients at the deep of the deep because there's still like, there's something wrong. If I'm saying, even though I'm angry, I completely love and accept myself. I'm like, that's not quite the fine tuning that I need. And I also found that like the tapping for me was while it's nice, it for me it it went in deeper, and it's even more simple, bringing a hand to the heart, and a hand to the belly, because the heart is like the soul. It's it's your it's love, you know. It's that the unconditional love, and your belly is really connected to personality, the personality that we're given with all our hopes and our fears and our desires and it and our belly relates a lot to how we feel about ourselves in relationship to the world specifically so these feelings that come up of not feeling talented or smart or strong or beautiful enough all of that is really in relationship to the world because it's a comparing right because i see others that i think are more beautiful than myself or i see others that i go god they're way more talented or they're way more they're much smarter than i am and you know much stronger than i am i have so many examples to show me that i am that i that well look at them you know do, do i even have like why should i be here look at them like who needs larissa if you have all these people do you know what i mean so that's the belly that's the personality when it starts comparing itself so hand on the belly, which is love. So connecting heart, unconditional love to belly. Really, really simple. And then with that, rather than saying even though, you know, even though we say it's okay. It's okay that I'm not smart enough. It's okay that I'm not strong enough. It's okay that I'm not most beautiful. It's not, it's okay that I'm not as talented as I'd like to be. It's okay. And then adding affirmations like, and I completely love and accept myself. I completely love and accept myself. And then even adding things and thank you, Larissa, for having the courage to stay in your body even though you feel that you're not this and you're not that and you're not this and you're not that. So thanking self, thank you for your courage. Thank you for your humility. Thank you for your love of yourself. Wow, so beautiful. Such an incredible gift, such a beautiful tool that I'm sure we're all going to be using from now on. And I love how simple it is. I love how easy and simple and graceful and delicate some of this stuff is because that's really what is needed to counteract some of the very large, angry yes. pieces. Where we're resisting what we are, right? Because, you know... I could do the work. I could do Byron Katie's work and show myself, oh, Larissa, you are smart enough. You're this, you're that. You know what I mean? But it's like, it's in a sense, that's not really honoring the fact that I actually feel the way that I feel. Right? So if I'm truly honoring how I feel, 
it deepens if I'm like, it's really okay. You know, you are still amazing. <laughs> Even if you're not the smartest person, you're still amazing. Even if you're not the strongest or the healthiest, you're still amazing. Like, look at you go. Yeah, it's a very compassionate way to start really creating relationship, loving, creating tangible relationship with the lover and the beloved within yourself, right? So not this idea of the lover and the beloved as this cosmic thing, but really as this very human, very human relationship with yourself. The cosmic will come in, and this is the beauty, and this is what I've learned, and this is what's integrating at such a quantum level, full-on cellular receivership that's happening right now. Like, I just don't know this anymore. It's like, it's like I'm actually like becoming enlivened, you know, with this, this love of, of real acceptance, real radical acceptance and real love for like who I am as Larissa, which is ironically an illusion in the sense that, you know, Larissa has a beginning and a middle and an end. She's only going to be here for a short period of time. And then I return to the infinite. So, <laughs> but it's my job to love her. And the irony is through loving Larissa unconditionally, through loving Tara unconditionally, and having, making space for what you might think of within yourself or weaknesses, making space for those to be with all that you are, to be with your cosmic, to be with your full God self, that in loving you all of it that it actually aligns you the fastest with God because you become the frequency of unconditional love as you love Tara you become God you become not that you aren't already it but you actually remember it you you embody it you become the living embodiment of unconditional love which is what we want, but we're not trying to get out of the body, to ascend the body, to leave the body, to become unconditional love, to return to source. No, we're, we're doing it, what source has been wanting forever, all source has really been wanting is to actually embody love completely in physical form, but that means loving Tara. It means loving Larissa. There's one thing to know that, Tara. There's one thing to know it. It's another thing to actually do it and become the transmission of that in your body to the core of the core. Because we can all say, well, I know that. Well, yeah, I've been talking about that. It's like, it's becoming, like doing the work. And the work, the work is to love thyself. Amen. <laughs> Beautiful. Yes, yes, yes. We need all of that. We need that reminder every single day, every single moment to really go in. I, I really resonate so deeply. And that is, that is my path. That is, that is becoming more and more my path and really diving into all those parts. And I don't like to say shadow work necessarily. I just like to say all the work, all the work of all the parts, all the pieces all the parts I've disowned or have pretended 
weren't part of me or I've been ashamed of and I feel you and I thank you and you're a big part of this lesson for me and this lesson for consciousness learning itself falling deeper in love with itself being able to spread our wings even more so we may envelop all that needs to be held all that needs to be liberated I would love for you to share the the lyric if you're open to sharing the lyric that came to you because ever since you shared it with me I felt it like dancing around my my cells yes yes and it and it actually it's and it morphed a little like it started with the it's okay and well you'll hear I'll just sing it to you a little bit okay <laughs> it's okay that I'm not the smartest that I'm not the strongest that I'm not most beautiful it comes and goes like the river that flows through the infinite I am the infinite the many faces of the infinite so I repeated that and repeated that and repeated that and repeated that to myself again and again and then this other piece came later after I had repeated that, because, you know, the it's okay was there first, that I'm not this, and I worked with that, you know, um, and, and instead of I completely love and accept myself, what wanted to be put on that was, because I am the, I'm the infinite, and the many phases of the infinite, the infinite has to have all these different ways to express itself to grow, like if it's always the best at this or this, it's not going to grow in all the ways because it's actually learning to love ourselves when we're not all the things that we wish we were. But that's actually the work of, of learning unconditional love, right? So the many faces of the infinite, and it comes and it goes because sometimes I feel really smart. <laughs> You know, sometimes I feel strong, really strong. Sometimes I feel beautiful, right? So it, it comes and it goes. It's just like the river flows to the infinite. I am the infinite. And then this other piece came later, which was, um, but I'm strong enough, I'm smart enough to know to keep on growing. I'm like, now that's smart because sometimes we can get calcified think like I know you know I, I know everything that I need to know what more is there to know it's like actually you know that's a pitfall for people who are really really intelligent they get into righteousness they think they know everything and they're like there's no room for others because they think they know it all and they stop growing so there's a different intelligence of knowing that to keep on growing and I'm like, ooh, that's really smart. <laughs> that's a different kind of intelligence, right? And I'm strong enough to face my fears head on. I'm like, oh, my God, that's a strength. And I rise when I fall. So I fall, but I, I always rise back up. Like, 
I'll get knocked down, but I get up again. You know, that's a, that's strong, right? That's a different kind of strength to have, to be somebody who get physically sick and have all these health challenges, but find ways to heal ourselves, right? And never stop like exploring and never stop working on healing, like loving ourselves through that. I'm like, that is strong. And, and then the, the other piece was, and I'm most beautiful when I'm loving you, right? And I was like, oh, okay. So, oh, that's right. I'm most beautiful when I'm loving you, when I'm loving me. So that was like, that was the, the dip, like the deep of the deep for me in there, like to get these pieces, like to start loving myself and accepting myself, like that's been a long time coming. And I know that, and I know that it appears to people that I completely love myself, but that's, you know, that's a relationship. That's not like a, a given. And there's so many times when I haven't. And so, it really felt important to me to not only do that work myself, but also like, wow, this needs to be shared. Like people need to understand because I'm like a person where people assume that I really love myself, you know, and that people think I'm really confident because when I'm with others, I'm like in their energy and I like my heart just opens being with other people so much, you know, I get so excited you know, being with and loving others up that I kind of turn into a, like a love bug, you know? So it's like, how could Larissa not have confidence? How could she feel these things? She looks really confident. And it's like, mm, when I'm alone, you know, there's, there's moments, you know? And, and I think that we all are like that. And I think that's also the beauty of being human is that we do question ourselves and we do doubt and that creates this space of always growing because we're always looking to how to surrender more and how to grow more and, um, and this is a place of growth, right? So it's necessary on one level, but it doesn't have to create so much suffering, you know? That's the piece. Yeah. Well, incredible. Thank you so much. Such beautiful words, such beautiful re-feelings, you know, like there's reframing, you know, but what about like re-feeling, like really going back into re-feeling what is possible for us, what is possible for the capacity for love, for unconditional love, for surrender, for growth. That is what I really really hope to convey to our listeners and to everyone I meet is refeeling, refeeling what is in their truest vibration, what is really deeply calling them forth and feeling the, the evolution of their soul, of their consciousness. And this episode, I, I feel like that is what has happened. And I deeply bow to your transparency, to your vulnerability. We need 
teachers and we need speakers and we need people walking the spiritual path to really be in their fullness, not showing us just what they think we should see, but really showing us all of the parts of ourselves so that through the mirror of this magnificent transmission of, of human, we get to experience it all together. Yes. You're speaking my, my heart. I love you so much. Before we close, is there anything else that you want to share? Mm, I would say that I, I feel so much hope for what is possible with humanity right now. I really, because I know this is a time where people are, are really scared and really afraid of what's happening and can really feel the polarity and what I would love to share is that this is the contraction before the expansion. You know, this is the fear pocket that creates the initiation. We have to, we have to feel ourselves kind of falling apart completely like the, the paradigm that we have been living in and default, you know, 3D consciousness, conditioned consciousness needs to freak out, needs to fall apart in a sense, needs to kind of lose its mind. And that's what's happening right now. Everything is just like losing its mind. And we have to lose the mind in order to allow the heart to, to drop into the heart to have that opening. So this is, this is the great contraction before the great expansion. And I'm very hopeful that that's actually that this is what's happening right now. I mean, it's really up to us as a collective if we're going to choose, you know, we're at a fork in the road and if we're going to take this contraction and, and have it catapult us into loving ourselves, you know, and being more transparent, like you're just talking about the transparency of our leaders dropping into the heart because with transparency comes heart centered um, and leading at, from the heart-centered awareness in the world and being with and being the transmission of that heart-centered awareness becoming fully divinity fully embodying within the human which i like to call rather than enlightenment which is just the mind so to speak embloomment which which was given to me, by the way, by the frequencies to my multidimensional selves. We worked on that one. <laughs> so like, together, <laughs> they gave me, the, we worked on it. So, bloomment? What? Oh, bloom. What? Yeah, I was looking for a word that was not enlightenment because enlightenment felt like old paradigm, you know, the enlightened mind, which did not feel like the full embodiment since I've seen many teachers have enlightened mind but not living their message that is the truth i'm going to do a whole episode a lot about what it is what a teacher is what a student is what the teacher inside is like it's really important especially as we're really coming into this new level of awareness and awakening and embloomment that we need to cultivate this particular vibration of leaders and speakers in the weevolution that are going to deeply embody all aspects of it not just in how they act but also how they think and in the vibration that is coming through them yes and that's just that's it that's embodying the divinity you know when we fully embody our divinity 
And when we think of embodiment, we don't necessarily think of it as embodying divinity. So it's like the embodiment of our divinity is this embloomment. It's the meeting in the heart. Yes. The full embloomment of the heart. <laughs> so that, you know, where we're, I believe that's really what's happening to humanity right now is that we are destined to embloom together in the we space. Yes, we are. And I can't wait to have you back again to speak even more about all of this and all these beautiful concepts because I, I really feel you so deeply, sister. Thank you. I feel you deeply, sister. And I thank you so much for inviting me to share because it helps to crystallize it, right? And to bring that, this transmission into the world. Let it take five, like, let it, let it spread, you know, as we all start to feel it together. Thank you so much for tuning into this cosmic life. I'm honored to share these frequencies and teachings with you. We are each other's medicine, truly. And as we become more curious and playful, guided by our hearts, we all heal. If you've enjoyed the content, the conversation, the vibration that you've experienced, please share with your family, your friends, your loved ones, a stranger on the bus, someone in need. If you feel inspired, I would love if you would rate this podcast and subscribe. And if you want to ask any questions about what was discussed or share your story and become a guest, please email me at thiscosmiclife777 at gmail.com. Have an incredible rest of the day and tune in soon. Love and light. Light and love to all that is, has been, and shall be. Blessed, blessed be.